Hello. Today we are going over justification. It is core doctrine 25 and the, a doctrine, part of the doctrine of redemption. The verse for this is Romans 3.24. And Romans 3.24 says, And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. The author writes, We live in a culture that thinks hard work gets us what we want or what we think we deserve. This is especially true in the workplace. If we work hard enough, we get a raise, a bonus, or promotion. And if something goes wrong, we can usually work hard enough to make amends. We live in a mediocratic culture. Sorry. Um, but God's kingdom functions differently. He has given us something we don't deserve, right status before him. As Paul said, we are justified, literally made right before God, freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus in Romans 3.24. The doctrine of justification tells us that we are considered righteous before God, not by our obedience to the law, for no one can fulfill the law requirements, but because of the perfect work of Christ. He alone lived perfectly according to the law and fulfilled it. Because of Christ's work, God no longer sees us as sinful or guilty. He sees us as righteous and holy. Therefore, we do not have to fear God's wrath because of our sin. Our sins are forgiven and the weight of our guilt has been removed. And his famous Institutes of the Christian Religion, reformer John Calvin says that no sinner could ever justify himself. Not only that, but whatever or wherever there is sin, there is also the wrath and vengeance of God shows themselves. Conversely, a justified person is one who is reckoned in the condition not of a sinner, but of a righteous man. And for that reason, he stands firm before God's judgment seat while all sinners fall. This reason, when we trust not in ourselves and our own works, because we find nothing righteous within us, but in the righteousness of Christ Jesus through faith. That's good news. That's justification. Calvin explains uh, is simply the acceptance with which God receives us into his favor as righteous men. And we say that it consists in the remission of sins and the imputation of Christ's righteousness. All we have to do is receive this new status, and these benefits is accepted is to accept God's gracious gift of acceptance. And that itself is not a work, but a disposition that God works in us by the power of his spirit. As human beings, we are constantly trying to justify ourselves before others. Fearful of inadequacy and sin being exposed, we work tirelessly to prove ourselves. This leaves us only exhausted and joyless. But when we begin to grasp the truth that in Christ we are wholly accepted by God, regardless of what we do, 
we experience a peace that allows us not to be preoccupied with ourselves, our success, or our failures. Further, we can have confidence as we perform the work of, that God has set before us, even with all of our human limitations. The doctrine of justification brings an incredible freedom in our work, because if God, the ultimate judge, has already deemed us righteous, then no one and nothing can steal our security or status in him. So this portion is the uh, deeper at work, and it talks of where someone gives a, uh, a brief example of how this plays out in their life. It says, Director of Development and Mother of Three. My five-year-old often sits on the bathroom floor at 6 a.m. while I take a shower. At some level, she knows I'm getting ready for work. At my job, I ask the people to give money to a school. But during those moments when I'm getting ready for work, when it's just the two of us in the bathroom, I'm already hard at work and at my other full-time job, motherhood. I'm a development director at a school and a mother of three. Anyone who has ever worked for a nonprofit or who has three kids under the age of seven and their own care knows that neither of these roles starts or stops at any particular time. Each day is an ongoing adventure. As a development director, I communicate my school's vision to people who may choose to include it in their stewardship planning. God moves them to do this in spite of poor quality photos on printed materials, or missing appetizer plates at an event. In the same way, he allows me to shepherd my children's hearts and watch him plant and grow a seed of love for him that takes root in their hearts. And he does this despite my own misguided attempts at gardening. When my head hits the pillow at night, I could easily devote the small amount of the time before I fall asleep to, con to counting the ways didn't meet my expectations for the day. There is always one more spreadsheet I could tweak, a donor I could have thanked, or a theological truth I could have woven into a conversation. But the truth is, if I didn't close my eyes at night with a clear sense of the many ways I need Christ, I would be deceiving myself. The blessing of my irrefutable failure is a clear sense of God's love and acceptance. There's no condemnation for the newsletter printed with typos. There's no guilt for the raised voice and subsequent need to ask for forgiveness of my children. There's no anxiety for the countless opportunities missed each day due to the exhaustion or commitment elsewhere. God is bigger than my ineptitude, and my justification is not based on what I do or even the strength of my faith, but on the strength of the object of my faith the finished work of Christ. My day often begins in the bathroom with my daughter and ends with an exhausted pillow flop moment that all moms know so well. But the day in between highlights my weakness to showcase Christ's strength, and it's worth every effort I can muster, but I'm not dependent on it in the least. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for the finished work that you did through Jesus for us. 
the work of redemption and justification that we I mean, really, there's nothing we can do to earn any or work any uh, any better place within within you uh, to get more of your love or less of your love. You love us all equally and the same. You already showed that by sending Jesus, and he already paid the price so that we could stand righteous and holy before you, even becoming co-heirs to the throne with Jesus. I mean, that's pretty amazing and really hard to wrap um, my brain around. But I ask that you help us to stay focused on this fact throughout the week, that we don't get caught up in being preoccupied with ourselves and with what we have going on throughout the day, but realize that we're already justified to you, and that's the most important thing. And from that, our identity in you is how everything else should flow. And if we're not accepting that identity in you, if we're choosing to accept an identity that we give ourselves or the world gives ourselves instead of the one that you give us, we are going to be preoccupied with ourselves or with others. We we are going to fail and not do what it is you've called us to do. And uh, even though we feel like we're failing the other times when we're within identity, going walking in your identity, they aren't failures. They're actually... Uh, I guess you could say other possible other seeds being sown in our lives and in others where you are working. Uh, the, your word says that you turn all things for your good. So nothing we do when we're when we're even in that I- identity of you, if we think it's a if if we're thinking it's a failure, it's not. You you still are working it for good. And you can use it in so many ways to bless people, to correct people, to bring people to know you. So I thank you that you use us in that capacity. I thank you that you um, willingly let us join in and that we have the free will to choose you. I know often I fail at this because, yes, we have the choice of salvation that Uh, that kind of one big moment, but it doesn't end there. It's a daily, you know, it talks about in the New Testament, but where we're supposed to daily pick up our cross and choose to follow you. And even throughout the day, it's moment by moment, a choice where we can choose to accept our identity in you, which is being justified by faith through you, Jesus, or trying to earn our place, whether it be in this world or with you, it's we we need to sit back and look at where our heart is, what where we think our identity truly lies, and who is defining that identity, whether it's you or something or someone else. 
So I ask Holy Spirit that you help us to be able to see that, help us to know when we aren't following in your identity or your your role when we're trying to earn things ourselves instead of trusting in you, trusting in your identity, trusting in the redemption that you brought us, Jesus. And we ask for your grace and your your strength to be able to move forward in that when we when we aren't being in that place and just to grow closer to you and live for you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.